When was the last time you played a video game? Any game, on your TV, on your laptop, your phone. It might seem like a strange question, but if it's been a while, you're actually in the minority and I'm there with you, which is weird to me because when I was a kid, I loved video games. I mean, you physically had to tear me away from the screen if I was in the zone. And if I got stuck or I couldn't finish a level, I'm not ashamed to say it, I would get precious, passionately precious. Bizarre, I'm such a placid young man these days. Still, somewhere along the line in the late 90s, I just stopped playing. I can't remember why, but it was a sucker move because it was exactly that point that interactive entertainment was about to become bigger and badder than it had ever, ever been. At the turn of the millennium, gaming became a different kind of monster. The quality and the standard of video games exploded and revenues soared. And regardless of what you or I or anybody else does with their pay packet each month, we're presently at a point in time where the games industry is economically bigger than music. It's bigger than Hollywood. It's even bigger than Bollywood. The quality of games is now so exceptionally good that they can confidently compete with most of the biggest releases Hollywood has to offer, with legions of people lining up around the block in the middle of the night to get their hands on the latest release. Like I say, I haven't gamed in years. But if my audience, the most attractive audience of any podcast in the world, think that I'm going to give them anything less than the best content this podcast can offer, it would be downright irresponsible of me to ignore the fact that modern video games not only look and feel like blockbuster movies, they now sound like them too. And with more film composers than ever turning their hand to scoring games, we're in for some truly awesome musical gems today that we may have all missed while we're sitting in the cinema. And I'm not even talking about your Super Mario Brothers, Pac-Man, Tetris or Sonic. There'll be time for all of that another day. Right now, we're witnessing a revolution in video game music, people. And you won't believe that some of these epic cinematic scores didn't come from the movies. So let's get to it. Blow on your cartridge, strap on your rumble pack and invert your Y-axis. Player one, welcome to the Melodist.
great track called Dragonborn from the 2011 game Skyrim by American composer Jeremy Soule, who's not only responsible for the original soundtracks of more than 60 games, but thanks to his many awards and accolades, he's now been dubbed, and I quote, the John Williams of video game music. What a title. And that's probably case in point. If you like your film music, video games have got a lot to offer too. And if you're not yet convinced about that, how about that first track we heard just before Skyrim? That was a pretty unique piece from the 2013 game Assassin's Creed 4, brought to us by none other than Marvel's favourite composer, Brian Tyler. That's correct. Everything from Thor, Avengers and Iron Man 3 to the Marvel theme tune at the start of the movies themselves. Brian Tyler is responsible for all of those. And Brian's not the only one. If you're familiar with the Shrek, Prometheus or Chronicles of Narnia music, you'll recognise the name Harry Gregson Williams, who's also scoring the upcoming sci-fi thriller The Martian, starring Matt Damon. But back in 2001, after composing alongside John Powell for Chicken Run, Williams took on score duty for the sequel to one of the biggest console games of recent years, tactical espionage action in Metal Gear Solid Sons of Liberty.
Invaders from the 2011 futuristic shoot-'em-up Crisis 2, composed by Borislav Slavov and Tillman Selescu. But if that pounding percussion sounded at all familiar, it may be because it was scored with a little help from the man, the legend, Hans Zimmer, who's actually no stranger at all to video game composing. Having scrubbed some of the industry's most dramatic music to date in the 2010 military action thriller, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2.
the end run from Sprawling Space Saga Massive Effect 2 by mastermind composer Jack Wall, who's a very interesting guy, having not only produced a hugely popular video games live series of concerts, some incredible albums which I'll link to on the website, but he also worked alongside Patti Smith and Talking Heads' very own David Byrne before moving into video game composing and eventually becoming one of its most influential names. As a result, his resume naturally includes some of the industry's biggest titles, making Mass Effect 2 colossal in more ways than one. But speaking of sprawling space sagas, last year saw the release of Activision's own intergalactic epic Destiny, with a soundtrack from Martin O'Donnell, Michael Salvatore, C. Paul Johnson and Paul McCartney. Yes, that Paul McCartney.
another piece there from Destiny composer Martin O'Donnell. That was one final effort from 2008's franchise classic Halo 3. And for a series that for the most part involves destroying alien hordes with heavy-duty phaser guns, that was quite a rhythmic, jovial piece. Proving that as much as games have evolved for more mature audiences, that doesn't mean that they all revolve around sex, violence and unlimited destruction. As fun as all that is. One game that had its beginnings on your home PC was Civilization, quite literally a civilized alternative to alien genocide in which you, the player, would build cities, societies and empires all at the click of a mouse, fighting off inevitable invasions and conquests from neighboring nations. It's a bit like Risk, but it doesn't take forever and nobody gets upset and hits each other. This piece in particular is an important one in the world of game scores because not only does it feature one of the most diverse and original soundtracks in music, but it's one of the only tracks in the history of the world to win a Grammy by accident. See, even though Christopher Tin composed this original piece and many others for the game, he also went on to include it on his own instrumental solo album. The Grammys had no idea it was created for a game, but still, he went on to scoop himself a nice big gold statue for his troubles. From the 2005 game Civilization 4, this is Baba Yatu from composer Christopher Tin and the Soweto Gospel Choir. Oh, my God. 
Now, it probably goes without saying, but I've got nothing against games. I've just stopped playing, which is a huge shame because I like them so much. It's just that there's so much to choose from now. I don't know where to start. So if you're a big gamer yourself, please feel free to give me your best recommendations. A little while back, my mate Ollie kindly tried to educate me with some new titles. So he sat me down with a really nice cushy game called Little Big Planet, which you just heard some of the lovely music from, in fact. Due to my horrible habit of being easily distracted, I admit I didn't really get that into it. But that didn't stop Ollie enjoying himself running around a colourful world of odd little characters. And I must have enjoyed it more than I thought because I obviously remembered how nice the music is. Maybe I just wasn't patient enough. But the few games I have enjoyed dipping in and out of are the big open world ones. They're just so easy to get sucked into when you can quite literally run around going wherever you like, doing whatever you please for hours on end. And even though I've never had the opportunity to play it, one such game played a part in the 2007 drama Reign Over Me, and no matter what your thoughts on Adam Sandler might be, this was one of the most heart-wrenching, nicest things he's ever done. I'm so sorry by the way, the game I'm talking about is Shadow of the Colossus, and like I say, I haven't been lucky enough to play it, but I really should have had the decency to play all of these games before coming on here and talking about them. But I suppose as long as we're mostly focusing on the music, you can probably let me off. So anyway, when Ko Atani came to compose the score for the game, he came up against an interesting challenge. The fantasy story revolves around a character named Wanda who finds himself in a vast, barren and unpopulated land with nothing more than a few ruins and twigs on first inspection. But it's the random encounters with the giants who occasionally rise from the sands that keep you on your toes. But for the majority of the time that the character roams and explores the world alone, there's no music at all, only the sound of the howling wind and the rustling of movement, a deliberate move by the game's creators to emphasise that uneasy feeling of isolation and loneliness. It sounds creepy, maybe it is one that I'll track down. This is Ko Atani's composition for Shadow of the Colossus, titled Prologue to the Ancient Land.
one of the biggest releases of the year so far. That was Nick Arundel's Inner Demon from the long-awaited Batman title Arkham Knight. I think that sounded just a little bit in places like Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard's pieces for the Dark Knight trilogy. Although that's not entirely fair. Arundel's done a really nice job of his, of his own school. Anyway, now that I've bored you all to tears with my nonsense, that's probably a good a place as any to wrap up this week's show. But as I say every week, no matter what the theme is, there's definitely more to explore in this area. So I encourage you to get in touch with your own suggestions. I'll bet there's plenty of great pieces I can add to the list for another episode on games. So tell me your thoughts on Twitter at The Melodist Show, or if email is more your thing, you can talk to me via perry at themelodistshow.com, as well as the Facebook page too, of course. So many great contenders for this week's Horner Prize, but I'm going to go ahead and give it to Greg Edmondson for his powerful swashbuckling and whistle-worthy work on Uncharted 3, which we heard at the top of the show. It's one game that I've had a good go on, and I'm hooked for no reason other than I like to swing about and raid teams like Indiana Jones. I definitely recommend it. And actually, while we're at it, why not send me some of your gaming suggestions as well? I can't promise I'll play them, but I won't need much persuading. Just none of that point and click stuff. I get easily distracted, like I said. So anything like Uncharted, where I can take down some baddies and run around exotic ancient ruins, you'll have my undivided attention. As always, almost everything you've heard in today's show is available to own at themelodistshow.com, and I would highly recommend it. Imagine downloading a couple of these tracks and having them in your pocket for whenever you might need them. You could play them while you're running for the bus. You'll look awesome. On other Melodist episodes, you'd also usually have the option of buying or renting the film as well from the website. But obviously, we've been talking games today, which isn't quite so easy to do through iTunes. Although there is one game I'm pretty sure I can direct you to since it's more of an app. I don't download many games for my phone at all, but this one came highly recommended to me last year, and I'm really glad that I got hold of it. A beautifully simple, straightforward puzzle adventure called Sword and Sorcery. I was an instant fan not only because of its gorgeous visuals and soothing graphics, or Jim Guthrie's exceptional soundtrack, but because it reminds me a little bit of those games that you used to play on the school computer, you remember? Maybe like a pixelated turtle or a tortoise who had to move around the screen or something. I don't know, maybe I dreamt it. Anyway, head on over to themelodistshow.com to get hold of this episode's incredible music, and I'll also direct you to this game too. Here's a piece from the soundtrack by Jim Guthrie. I think you're going to like it. Have a bloody lovely... Got horns beeping outside. I'm so, so sorry. I'm doing this during rush hour, so there's a hell of a lot of noise going on outside. Have a bloody lovely week, everyone. Be careful out there. Dance like nobody's watching. Eat the last donut and put some sugar in your tea. Life's too short. This is Perry Joe Halloran saying see you all again next week on The Melodist. Melodist.